If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In this episode, we look at the convergence between our spirituality, our religion, and our mental health. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and religion, both organized and not, plays an interesting role in the human experience. In many ways, there are significant parallels between many organized religions, things like a great flood masculine and feminine deities, or prayer as a form of manifesting what we would like to have in our lives. Many religions also have a certain dark side. There are secrets held within churches and religious institutions that are known, but never talked about by the most devout practitioners. Scandals, abuse, shame, and bigotry, as well as traumatic experiences that we may have had ourselves, turn many of us away from spirituality. Some of us identify as spiritual, but not religious. This means different things, obviously, for each practitioner. But for today's episode, we're going to define this irreligious spirituality as faith independent of any particular church. It may incorporate elements of mindfulness, such as meditation and manifestation. Uh, It may also recognize deities and be a combination of that practitioner's previous religious affiliation or life experiences. Spirituality can mean whatever we want it to mean for ourselves, which is a very liberating concept, especially for those who are ready to ditch the restrictions that we face with many organized religions. Basically, Whether we call it religion or not, humans have always been attracted to the idea of spirituality. And this makes sense. There are an enormous amount of benefits that come with this. That's why in this episode, I want to explore the effects that spirituality has on our mental health, both positive and negative. We'll be looking at these effects through the lens of both organized religion and from the perspective of those who identify as spiritual, but not religious. Now, before we get into it, I have to make one quick disclaimer. I am personally not religious. 
I wouldn't even say that I'm spiritual and I'm not arguing for or against any particular religion or belief. In fact, I don't actually care what your religion is or what it is you believe or what you don't believe in. You are free to practice or not practice. And the point of this episode is not to debate the legitimacy of any ideas or practices. Instead, I simply want to look at the role that spirituality, when practiced, can play in our lives. And with that said, I want to take a moment before we get into it just to share something I'm really excited about. One of the hardest parts of improving your life is actually sticking with the goals that you set. Think about it. First, you have to figure out where to start. Then you have to gain the confidence to actually take that first step. And along the way, you have to somehow avoid getting overwhelmed when life starts making things complicated. Yeah, it's really tough. There are an enormous amount of distractions out there, all seemingly designed to make you fail at your goals. That's exactly why I created my digital course, The Consistency Code. In the course, you'll learn why we struggle with consistency, why willpower does not work, the first thing you should do after setting a new goal to increase your chances of success, and so much more. It's almost like having me take you by the hand and guide you step by step towards sticking with and finally achieving the goals that you've set. So if you're ready to finally stick with your goals for the long term and actually start taking control of your life, head over to consistencycourse.com to learn more and enroll today. There is, of course, a full refund. So if you try it, you don't like it, you get a refund. There's no risk involved here. Head over to consistencycourse.com or just click the link in the description of this episode. We're often handed down religious tradition from our family members. Our parents affect our early spiritual practices very heavily as they're often the first exposure we get as a child to a realm outside of our own. Not only does our religious affiliation affect where we spend our Sunday or Saturday or whatever your Sabbath is, it also affects how we see ourselves, how we identify to others, the decisions that we make. And even if we decide to leave the church, the feelings that we have surrounding the decisions that we make as an adult. Shame and guilt when we engage in certain behaviors as adults may remain residually in our subconscious for the rest of our lives. Now, historically, spirituality and psychiatry have had a strained relationship. Early students of psychology once linked having a deeply religious or spiritual connection to mental illness or delusional thinking. But today, many psychiatrists believe that there is a reason many of us turn to religion or spirituality when things get tough. Because regardless of how we identify or what we practice, tuning into something bigger than ourselves can help us put our problems into perspective. It can also help us locate hope and faith when we can't seem to find it within the present situation. At least 50% of psychiatrists interviewed in a 2010 study found value in inquiring about the religious or spiritual affiliation of a client when conducting a mental health evaluation. And as the stressors of our life increase, it may become more and more appealing to turn to religion to find a sense of calmness and faith. Even further, there's evidence that having some form of belief system is a reliable form of coping 
And if you think about it, this all makes sense. Speaking as someone who was raised religious but doesn't personally believe, I've seen firsthand the role that spirituality can play when dealing with mental health issues like anxiety, stress, overwhelm, and grief. A belief that there is something bigger out there, some grand plan that was designed to play out this way, gives us an explanation for the unexplainable. It gives us strength when we can't find it in ourselves. It gives us a sense of hope that things will get better. Because we believe that we're good people, and good people will get rewarded by whatever is out there. I personally remember the struggle that I went through after my father passed away, and still go through to this day. In many ways, this was the first time that I had to face my dwindling faith, that I had to go up against it and decide which path I was taking. It was the first time that I desperately wanted to be able to believe in anything, that I wished with all of my heart that some version of the heaven I grew up knowing that it actually existed because it meant that he'd have some place to go, that he'd be in a better place. This is enormously easier to deal with when faced with grief than the idea that he's just gone and his body is rotting in the ground somewhere. That's really hard to deal with. That's really hard to confront when you lose someone who means so much to you. It's so much easier, so much more comforting to hold on to the idea, to believe that there is a place out there that he could be. And again, I'm just speaking from my own experience. I'm not arguing for or against religion. I'm not arguing for or against spirituality. I'm not arguing anything. I'm just sharing what my experience as someone who does not have religion, who does not have spirituality, is like going through something as tough as grief, which is arguably exactly the role that religion should be playing in our lives. Now, I wasn't personally able to get there myself, but the benefits of religion or spirituality cannot be denied. That's why I don't really want to discuss this from a place of is it real or not? Because the truth is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's real, regardless of what the answer to that question is. There is value all the same in believing. And that's what matters, whether or not someone out there, someone listening to this gets value from believing in something bigger than themselves. If they get that value, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. So here's the next question. What can we do with this, regardless of where we fall on the spectrum of believing or not believing, of being spiritual or religious or, or any of those things? What can we actually do with this now that we recognize the value of it? What can we do with it? What's the value in having this conversation? Well, for public health practitioners such as therapists, psychiatrists, and doctors, one of the first recommendations for acknowledging the role that spirituality plays in mental health is being aware of and respectful towards someone's religious affiliation. Understanding that some clients will not be responsive to forms of treatment that go against their religious or spiritual beliefs can help tailor methods of treatment that the client will respect and actually comply with. As an individual, spending time to find the support you need, someone who is respectful of your definition of spirituality, is also important. This is, after all, a two-sided relationship. With that said, 
when a religion or spiritual practice does more harm than good, it may be time to seek help. For instance, if you are feeling immense guilt or shame when you engage in certain behaviors, it's an indicator that something might be wrong. Our bodies and our minds will tell us when we're in danger or are practicing something harmful. Tuning in and practicing self-awareness in addition to a religious or spiritual practice can be incredibly beneficial. Having an open mind when it comes to the beliefs of others also positively affects our mental health by helping us maintain relationships with the people that we care about. This means not employing judgmental language when others practice differently than us. This also means respecting the decisions of others who choose to not practice at all. Researching what form of religion or spirituality works best for us, if anything at all, can help us gain confidence in our mental health. Sometimes spirituality is on our path to improving our mental health and achieving a state of healing. Other times, spirituality is damaging and is the source of trauma when taken to an extreme or when we are harmed by other practitioners, particularly in organized religion. As we mend the one strained relationship between spirituality and psychiatry, we may embrace spiritual beliefs as coping mechanisms. They have the potential to work with us instead of against us and can keep us on our path when things outside of our control tempt us to stray from it. So whether your religious or spiritual belief is something that can be read in a book, something that is new age and adaptive to our circumstances, something influenced by ancient deities and nature, or the lack of a belief at all. There's value in connecting with others regardless of where they are. When we acknowledge this, we must also acknowledge the harsh truth that religion and spirituality can be harmful. It can harm our mental health when we take things to the extreme or when we judge others. The principles of respect and moderation go a long way, respecting that we are all on our own journey and that we are in no place to judge or influence others on a path different from our own is the first step to improving our relationship to the world around us. And to cap this episode off, I just want to share very quickly. Ultimately, this comes down to respecting the people around you, respecting what it is they need. I think the question of what is real, what's not real, what's fact, what's not fact, what's silly, what's made up, any of those things, I think it just brings more harm. Because as I said earlier, it almost doesn't matter if it's real. It, it almost doesn't matter. If the individual gets value from it in the times when they need it most, if it guides their life in a way that, that allows them to feel whole, allows them to feel fulfilled, allows them to feel happy, and it doesn't matter. And if there are people around you, if you are a believer in something and there are people around you who do not believe, it doesn't matter. What matters is that each individual person is able to find what they need to wake up every day in what can quite honestly be a very cruel world. Wake up every day and keep moving forward. Keep taking tiny leaps. That's what matters. Whatever you need in order to do that, that is what matters. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. Uh, this is kind of just an open conversation. So I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to the podcast on Instagram at Tiny Leaps. Now, before we go, I want to bring your attention to another podcast that I think you will enjoy. It's called Soul Tears, and it's hosted by a gentleman named Sean 
block. In one episode I recently listened to, he shared five tips for practicing gratitude, which, as you know from this podcast, is an incredibly important part of improving your life and developing consistency. So I encourage you to go check out the podcast Soul Tears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, let Sean know that I sent you. And last thing here before I let you go, I really encourage you to check out my course, Consistency Code. Just head over to consistencycourse.com to learn more. It's all about uh, navigating overwhelm, figuring out where to start, and ultimately how to stick with it, how to stay consistent with your goals, with your actions, with your behaviors, and finally start to see the change that you're looking for. Head over to consistencycourse.com. And as always, I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.